0: This episode is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management. Experienced wealth managers who go above and beyond to guide and support you. CanDo is more than just an attitude. It's navigating today for a brighter tomorrow. Visit CanDoWealth.com Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Natasha Froze and I'm joined by Isabel Hardman and Katie Balls. Well, Dominic Raab has just resigned
1: in the last few minutes and Katie, what did we get from his resignation letter? So ultimately, it is a case of uh, Dominic Raab choosing to go, but that's not the same as him accepting the findings of the report. So it's a mixed bag, really, in terms of what it means. I mean, he says in his letter, um, so this is a resignation letter to the Prime Minister. He's writing to resign from the government. Uh, he said he called for the inquiry and undertook to resign if he made any finding of bullying whatsoever, and he wants to keep his word. But he then goes on to say, uh, while he feels duty-bound to accept the Outcome of the inquiry. He wants to flag that it dismissed all but two claims levelled against him. And of course, we are expecting the report to be published. Uh, which will bring this all to clarity, we don't have it yet. But on those two findings, which were against him and flawed, he says that they set a dangerous precedent for the conduct of good government. Um, This is on two counts. First, ministers must be able to exercise direct oversight with respect to senior officials over critical negotiations. And then secondly, he says uh, ministers must be able to give direct critical feedback on briefings and submissions to senior officials in order to set the standards and drive the reform of the, the public expect of us. So I think that you can see there that he is disputing the idea that he met the threshold for bullying on this Hugh so, Cairns. The Dominic rub defence, and of course we're going to see the full report, it seems to be that Yes, he was stern and direct, but he thinks that's what his job called of him um, because he he says that setting the, the threshold for bullying so low, this inquiry has set a dangerous precedent. Clearly, Dominic Robb wants to protect his reputation. I think it was always very unlikely, despite saying he was going to accept the outcome, that Dominic Robb would come out, given all his previous comments, and say, you know what, having read this report, I am a bully. Um, <laughs> I think he was going to defend his reputation. I think politically... This is Rishi snow only had tricky options. And I think this has made life of the all tricky options, none of that problems, this is the one that I think is probably the easiest for Rishi Sunak, which is Dominic Raab, despite various briefings overnight that he was going to fight to the death, has ultimately not put Rishi Sunak in a back-or-sack-me position. There'll be some Tory MPs, I'm already hearing a few, who are saying, partly because of the inquiry criticism, they are, you know they think this is perhaps a stitch-up, and that will feed into this idea maybe Rishi Sunak should have stood by someone who's been so loyal to him. But I wonder if Dominic Raab's loyalty to Rishi Sunak means that he's given him an easy way out. On that,
0: Isabel, Rishi Sunak received the report yesterday morning. Do we have any idea about what his plan would have been had Rob not resigned? Yeah, so it's interesting because Number 10 were very kind in telling us that the Prime Minister had received the report. And there had been a suggestion in the very long wait we've had in the run-up to this report going to Downing Street that his decision would be quite quick. But it's actually much more characteristic of the Prime Minister to take time to consider something, whether it's on policy or or personnel, actually. And uh, that's something he prides himself on, that he doesn't give in to the 24-hour news cycle. And I have to say, you know, part of the pressure on him was unfair uh, and was coming from from us journalists who were just bored because it was Thursday we'd expected a decision on Dominic Raab and nothing was happening and so we were sort of personally offended and you know as important as we are actually I I sort of appreciate that due process is more important and actually sleeping on a decision which is what Rishi Sunak decided to do probably is the right thing to do and is treating somebody fairly All of that said, I was told by Number 10 sources this morning that the Prime Minister didn't ask Raab to resign. He hasn't actually, as we're recording this podcast, yet said anything himself. So the whole thing has been framed by Dominic Raab. And talking to Tory MPs, since uh, Raab put his resignation statement out, they've said, well, you know, this looks a bit like an honourable resignation in the sense that Raab doesn't believe he did anything wrong it's not like he's saying you know as katie said oh yeah actually on second thoughts i am a bully or maybe i need to go on a management course because it turns out that my robust management is another person's bullying who knew but they're also saying well but where is rishi in all of this and is he just a commentator on his own government and this is something that's been said before that things happen and the prime minister responds to them now Perhaps this draws the poison out a little bit when it comes to internal Tory politics. Does it really make him look that authoritative? If you look at other policy things that are going on at the moment, on the illegal migration bill, for instance, that's dragged on a long time, in part because Rishi Sunak has wanted to make the right decision on the very difficult um, areas over judges, say, over deportations and so on. But it's also dragging on because Suella Braverman is quite happy for Tory rebels to try to pull the legislation more in her direction because she disagrees with the prime minister. Again, there's not a great sense of power and sort of direction from the centre in that instance
1: or in this. I think with with these conduct dilemmas, I think there's always, there's no really easy option for the prime minister. Richie Sunak could have looked assertive and sacked Dominic Raab. I think the report and again we're waiting to see it that's my most regular phrase on this podcast. Um my understanding is you know there are some things in it which I think in a workplace would it count as bullying? Some people think perhaps it would not meet that threshold. But at the same time, to keep Dominic Raab in place, you would have had a situation where I think some worried that it would just drag on and on, and you could have lots of people coming out and saying, I'm really upset that, you know, number 10, not taking my experience um, seriously. Uh, they, they've trivialised it. And I think to sack Dominic Raab, a certain part of the party, I think you, you're you giving into the civil service machine. The, you know, you're know, you already hearing some Torium he's publicly saying, you know, what has this country come to with the, with this report that Dominic Raab's had to go? On the other hand, if you kept Dominic Raab in place, you already have uh, MPs such as Jake Berry who have questioned his, his presence. Now, Jake Berry, I think, is not a bellwether of people who are unhappy in the Tory button sense. He's been very critical. But I think you would get more Caroline Noakes, that type of wing of the party coming out and questioning um, you know, when this report comes. So... So I think for Rishi Sunak now, how does he move the agenda on? Because you can just tell when this comes out, this will you know play into the weekend. Of course, uh, we are expecting now a new justice secretary. and I think that will be announced later today. So I think that would be an attempt by Rishi Sunak to show, you know, moving on, taking back control of the situation.
0: Isabel, can you see a situation in which Rob is going to fight to clear his name and, and this isn't going to go away, but of his own volition? I think... People have misunderstood when it was reported that Rob had lawyered up, that he was lawyering up against the Prime Minister, when actually I think he's been lawyering up in a reputational sense. Um, and if you look back at how he responded to any mention of the allegations against him in the Commons, for instance, whenever he went head-to-head with Angela Rayner at DPMQs, he would very quickly engage with the detail of the allegations and sort of say, you know, I haven't done this. And... I think even if you go back even further than the the bullying allegations to the way in which he behaved and wasn't present during the evacuation of Kabul, he very quickly got bogged down in the details of whether the sea was closed on the day that he should have been taking calls from civil servants and and so on. And, And to my mind, made the story much worse because when you start talking about whether or not you were on a a paddleboard and whether the sea was closed, whatever that means, you're just prolonging the story. But he is somebody who I think finds it very difficult to let go of slurs, as he sees it, against his integrity. Um, And so I suspect we will see him probably trying to respond uh, in detail to individual stories that appear over the next few uh, weeks and months. But uh, having said that also, I, I think there is a concerted push from civil servants to make sure that they are not dismissed as being a sort of anti-minister blob, which is what the narrative is in some parts of the Tory party.
1: And I think the tricky question now for Rishi Sunak, when he does appear, and um, perhaps when he gives an interview where questions will be allowed, will be, well, do you accept the findings of the report? Do you think that the report is legitimate, raises legitimate um, concerns and is correct in its findings against Dominic Raab? Or do you agree with Dominic Raab's view, which is effectively that this is... Uh, you know, lowering the threshold and setting a dangerous precedent and that's still I think going to be um, a problem for Rishi Sunak in the sense of he'll be pressed on which side he is coming out of it and probably be trying to stay out of it Thank you Katie, thank you
0: Isabel and thanks for listening